RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. I don't know if you watch the News Hub Nation or the Q&A on TVNZ. I don't tend to. But uh, if you do or you were talking to someone who, who might have seen one of those programs, particularly the Nation program, you might have heard about the debate. Yeah, sort of debate that Shane Retty, the National Party Health Spokesperson, and the Health Minister, Asia Verrill, had covering a range of topics. And to discuss one of those in particular, Guy Hatchard joins me. Hi, Guy. Good to see you again. And great to see you at the weekend at the NZD SOS conference in Auckland. It was fantastic. It was. It was wonderful. Good to see you again, Paul. Okay. Now, uh, before we start, I want to play you this clip. If you were to say, what is the most important measure in the health system? Over the last three years, we've had some of the lowest excess mortality in the world. So on the things that matter, we are doing well. In the world. <laughs> well, well, that's a whopper. said that at the end, right? That's that's a whopper, isn't it? And uh, just just to kind of make sure of what we, I think we most of us already know that that is a a false claim. I went yeah. through uh, all the data for 2020 through to 2023, the most up to date data on the OECD website. Uh, which has a large uh, spreadsheet detailing 32 different countries. And the results really tell a completely different story. Well, we closed our borders in 2020, and we had zero excess deaths. So we didn't have COVID, well, almost no COVID, and uh, we had no excess deaths, and we ranked 31 out of 32 countries. That, That means that you know, we we were the second lowest rate of excess deaths. But we had a normal year because yeah. we didn't have COVID. And, and other countries didn't have a normal year. They had COVID. So in 2021, our borders were largely closed for the first half of the year. And then we started mRNA vaccinations. And more vaccinations, more the rate of uh, mortality rate rose. And... Uh, we had 2,168 excess deaths in 2021, and we ranked now 27 out of 32 countries. Yeah. So, how long uh, did it take us just just to make that leap? How how long and in, in time? It wasn't long, right? It was. It, it, it well, it just went up. I mean, I did a time series analysis which showed that uh, the vaccines were actually it's very sophisticated time season series analysis. It shows it it sort of looks at exactly when things were happening. And if you compare the vaccines to the deaths, the vaccines were driving the deaths. Yeah, it's obvious. And there are plenty of other graphs from other countries that show exactly that as well, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's not uh, a coincidence. I mean, it's, it's, it's happening all over the world. I've just been reading a paper this morning uh, detailing what's happening all over the southern hemisphere. And same story. Get your vaccines, get your deaths up. So then, in 2022, yep. Yep. our borders were open and we vaccinated 85% of the, the eligible population. Our excess death rate rose 17.5% above the historical average. That's unprecedented. Yeah, We had the seventh highest rate of excess deaths among these 32 OECD countries. We had uh, 5,699 more deaths. That's 109 per week. Wow. So in 2023, up to week 30, 
which is what's published so far, our excess death rate is 15.4% above the historical average. And we currently have the third highest rate of excess deaths in the OECD. So I'm going to fact check um, (laughs) Aisha Beryl and say that we have not done well compared to other uh, countries, except the year when we closed our borders and we did not have COVID. Okay. How does she come to saying something like that? So, so clear. So, you know, she obviously, well, I don't know if she believes it, but she sounds like she does. Um, <laughs> I know you don't know the answer. To it's an mind, election but... year, isn't it? And I've sort of, cut, I used to get angry actually uh, about these kind of statements. Uh, I did, you know, I sort of felt sort of a bit mad really when I was seeing things like this. But I've sort of come to feel sorry for these people, really, because they, they've they sort of lost fluid intelligence. If there's one thing that's characterized the pandemic is people have had difficulty changing gear. It's as if they've got a spanner in their works and uh, I, I, they need help. Uh, that's that's my reaction to statements like this from Ayesha Beryl. Um, you, you know, they're they're out there. How could you be unaware of the the stats that you just, you know, brought us up to date with just then or reiterated, because I think you've had them before. Um, They're out there. Well, they're they're all the politicians are out there, aren't they? They're they're sort of uh, on autopilot. Uh, David Seymour uh, completely denies that there have been any excess deaths. And he tells people, I'm an engineer. I know these things. And uh, well, he doesn't. And uh, mm. the, you know, and they're in cloud cuckoo land. If they're going to, if they think they're going to solve this problem, look, we've had an eighty. The leaked data from the health service, which is the most reliable data that we have, because the health service is keeping mum, is eighty-three percent more heart attacks. Now, y- you can't look at. Ratty and Aisha, they were both saying, oh, we're going to train a few more consultants and we're going to bring some people in from overseas and we're going to put a little bit more money into it, despite the fact that funding is at record levels and and we'll solve the problem. Well, you cannot get on top of an 83% increase in hospitalization for heart attacks by employing a few more consultants. It's huge and it's being driven by the vaccination. The only thing that is going to help our health service at this point is to stop mRNA vaccination programs. They're killing people. Wow. Okay, so where does she get her figures from, though? Because I've heard Ashley Bloomfield say something similar, and we might have talked about that um, a month or or so ago. But he had some stats that he sort of held on to, sounding very much like what she just said in that clip before. I think they all talk to one another. You know, uh, we both of us listened to uh, Dr. Asim Moholtra, the eminent cardiologist, speak over the weekend, and he uh, dropped a bombshell. He said that he he often talks to his colleagues, and these are really senior people in the medic in the global uh, medical world. He said they tend to get their information from the BBC or the Guardian. Yes, he did say that. Crikey. Yeah, and I I think that these people they they stopped a long time ago uh, looking at the data and checking. They and uh, you know maybe they just listened to Michael Baker, who quite honestly is uh, now on a 
a, a, a spaceship escaping from Earth. Well, he, he's OD'd on his own CO2. He's been wearing a mask for so long. Um, I, yeah, I get all that, but and I'm sure some of our listeners will be thinking, but how could you, how could you just miss this in some kind of ignorance or groupthink or you know, getting your info from you know the likes of the BBC? I guess that'd be RNZ here, and not have any curiosity, not have any anyone from any part of the stats sort of infrastructure say, but there's also this. Unless you could say, and I remember Ed Dowd, who's a great figures man on this program, telling us that criminals lie right to the end. He said, look at Enron. They were ringing up their big investors the night before saying, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Criminals, sorry to use the word, but this is what he said, lie right to the end till the game is totally up. Well, look, something radical has gone wrong. in it, uh, And it's, um, I, I read an article this morning about that um, uh, homicide in uh, at Albany Park and Ride. Yeah, and I know. I've waited at that stop. My God. Albany uh, councillor John Watson commented, yeah, and this is what he said, it's quoted in the Herald. There is a general sense that things are cracking up in some quarters. And there are specific incidents like this that show that to be true. When you get something like what happened today, that shakes people. Well, people know something has gone wrong. And this is a generalized syndrome. When you attack the fundamental organization of the physiology in the way that mRNA vaccines do, they take over, they hijack your physiological protections, they hijack your the stability of the whole physiological system. They're also hijacking the the way people think, and you're seeing society cracking up. You're seeing health in many different categories: in strokes, in kidney disease, in uh, reproductive sector, brain so cancer. I know too. Yeah, I, and and uh, you know, people, as you say, are are just uh in denial it, it when you I, I i suppose that's a natural human reaction i mean when i was young i remember smoking in my bedroom and my parents were non-smokers right so i'm a little boy and i'm having a cigarette in my bedroom the room was full of smoke my yeah. dad walks in and i denied yeah. I <laughs> no no yeah look we've all been there mate we've all been yeah, there yeah yeah i mean that's that's what's happening People are not looking at the data. I mean, they—they you didn't hear Ayesha Beryl uh, quoting figures or uh, referencing scientific literature in her debate, nor was Shane Retty. They're out there. They've lost touch with what is actually going on. on so the why wouldn't Retty come out and say that's BS? Because there's political advantage to be made there. If you're competing against, you know, your like in the uh, opposing party and you want to snatch her job and uh, and govern in the place of her party which she's part of the government of you'd want to have a go there's a perfect opportunity but he just sits there nothing even the interviewer nothing where did you get my first question is where'd you get those figures from yeah what are you quoting because i'm aware of these other figures so which one's true either it's yours or the other one but well i, I get references nothing. i give references in my articles because uh, I'm referencing scientific data. I'm yeah. referencing data sets. 
And uh, we're not seeing any of that from the government. We're not seeing any of that from the opposition. And quite frightening, to, it's a quite frightening thought to think that the the present Labour government, which has been presided over an appalling crash in our nation's health, is about to be replaced by, or, or seems to be, by uh, a part, a couple of parties who have very similar views. Yeah, the, uh, there was little to distinguish between the two of them. No. They were uh, they were both saying pretty much the same things, and uh, there there was not and the elephant was there silently in the corner of the room, well, <laughs> and unaddressed. Unless that denial is actually a conscious um, awareness of what's happened, but you can only you can only always transmit denial because to not do that, you're basically admitting what what you might have done to people. Yeah, but let's grow up here. We're adults. Well, no, I, I agree. We have to. We have to. We have to start. You can admit you're wrong. In fact, you know that really gives you a. a um, you know, people understand when someone admits they've made a mistake. They. You yeah, know, but that it, sort of mistake, guy of that magnitude, of that consequence, man, that's a. Oh, geez. You know, in some places, you could be up against the wall. You know, with a bang. Look what happened to Ceausescu when they suddenly turned on him. I mean, I'm not saying that will happen here, but that's what you fear in that situation. Yeah, I get. I guess so. But look, let's move on. Really, look, this is this is all about people dying and yeah, family yeah, tragedies, totally. and you know, this is this is something you you can't hide. It in the end, it's going to come out. You know, as Shakespeare said, you know, death. You know, will the truth will out. It's it it's this is this is serious stuff, and when they're talking about a health crisis, they're talking about large numbers of people dying every week that wouldn't have otherwise died, and that's you, you know it, it's no, it's just absolutely not acceptable. And I can't you know I mean there were some people this weekend who were saying we well we can't sort of absolve uh, no we can't uh, blame a lot of people for this we're going to have to absolve them and i thought well when someone dies in a family i'm over here i'm not in their family i can't absolve anyone who's harmed that family i can't i can't say i absolve them these are people who've been desperately harmed by a, a vaccine that has the worst record by a thousand times than any vaccine that's ever been presented to the public in the past. Oh dear, what a terrible situation then, really. Yeah, well, it's one that we can, uh, you, you know, I mean, there is one, this New Zealand First uh, saying, uh, Winston saying, if we can trust him, that uh, that he's going to have an inquiry. Well, we need an inquiry. We need a very broad ranging inquiry and we need an open dialogue we need to have the New Zealand Bill of Rights entrenched as a constitutional principle. We need to have transferable votes in our electoral system. We, I mean, look, this is a failed parliament. We need to, this is a failure of our dem democratic system that we have here. And we need people to be able to have a voice, people who've been damaged, not, not, they shouldn't be gaslighted and rejected and, yeah, I met a few in the weekend who've been damaged, yeah. and it's not yeah. bloody pretty. I can tell you that. No. Not pretty at all. 
Okay, then. So I, was, I, I guess we could wrap up with just one or two last comments, and that is in terms of an inquiry, everything you've been across, everything you've seen, can the independence be found to operate that in a credible way that, you know, in the way that it needs to be done? Well, I testified, do you, do you to think? Royal, I testified to the Royal Commission on Genetic Engineering, and it was a whitewash. It, it was a whitewash because people in authority, I mean, I, I, over the weekend, I was making the comment that uh, when I first became fully aware um, over two years ago that there were really, really serious health issues associated with this vaccine, I had a long conversation with someone who is a very senior person in our judicial system. And he said to me, for God's sake, don't go public. I went right. Public. <laughs> and that is what you're up against. So when you appoint a senior judge to a royal commission and, you know, uh, other establishment figures, people are, you know, they're hanging together because this the, people see this as an affront to their authority. So a broad-ranging inquiry has to have, I think, a, a completely different structure. It has to have the the similar capacity to um the US a US House House committee yeah where um a very broad range of people can be invited to uh testify in public. Because you couldn't even look to other jurisdictions, other countries, because you've got a similar pattern there as well. And that um you know that protection of of patch and all of that and it, uh, aligning with the with the you know the institutional power structure, parliament, government, whatever, you're going to find that across all sorts of like countries. So th this sounds like a huge ask. Well, it is, but you know we have a, a, uh, a track record of independence here. Yeah, we we stood up against nuclear ships. We protested against uh, you know Springboks and apartheid. And uh, we can dig deep and find our re rediscover our independence as a nation. We don't have to become a uh, you know a toady of the superpowers. We yeah. you know we've joined Five Eyes. We've jo you know we've joined a lot of their institutions. Our medical system is locked into the international coalitions of med medical regulators and locked into the world health we need to realize that people in the global space do not have our interests at heart we're we're kiwis we're a long way from the rest of the world we rely uh, you know we have to be very clever to make our economy work and our tra our trading we're a trading agricultural nation we you know we have to dig deep to rediscover who we are we, that's that's the challenge that this parliamentary term has thrown up to us. We 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 took a chance on a on a young woman as prime minister who failed us miserably, and and everyone around her. Yeah, and we have to. Yeah, I agree absolutely. And we have to. We now have to dig deep and rediscover who we are. That's oh, yep. that's our task. Oh, it should be no problem then. <laughs> yeah we'll get on to that now next week we'll have it all sorted out okay all right um guy hatchard thanks for coming back on rcr thank you great to talk to you rcr with paul brennan reality check radio